feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. We're having another Just Faith episode with my boy Jarrell. We're back in the building, baby. Yes, sir. Um, we've had some attacks. Attack. The enemy does not want whatever we about to talk about to come out. But it's about and to. Every, there's been schedule things. There's been setup things. There's been multiple things failures when it comes into recording today mm. we've had to restart the podcast take three <laughs> but we are here, here we today. are hey the, the three pops up in the bible many times come on right so um we might have to go up to seven you know what i'm saying sometimes we got to walk into the we got to walk into the water seven times Perfection. You know what I'm so here we are but today the topic i wanted to talk about with you jerrell is and this is going to be funny because of what what uh, everything that just transpired to get to this point <laughs> is that the enemy always wants me focused on where I fall short and Jesus always wants me focused on him. Hmm. And the separation of the two, I think are very distinct, right? And the reason I wanted to open this up today is because often in the church religion, often in our own walks with faith, even when we're aspiring to get closer to God and follow his word and be obedient and um, walk in his way and, and, and be more holy and all these other things, uh, the enemy common, commonly uses this strategy to actually pull us away from God by getting us to focus on all of the areas that we fall short, right? So uh, we talked about it a little bit last night at um, Bible study mm -hmm. and it got me thinking about how many different, you know, again, and, and it's such a struggle, uh, you know, a Christian struggle, right? Is this is such a common thing, right? The Pharisees, right? The, the head of the church, the Sadducees, like the, at, at the going, reading through the Bible so many times over and over and over again, it became so apparent to me last night when I was talking to, um, um, all of our people at the church, right? We started talking through some of these concepts of how misleading and how deceptive it can be because the enemy hides behind, well, you want to get closer to God, right? Well, you know, but this is what the, the word says, right? Well, this is all the areas that you're not like Jesus, right? Like, and in, in, in all these things. And it's like, if you loved God, if you loved God, mm. if you had a relationship with God, mm. if you had these things, you wouldn't act this way, you wouldn't be this way, you wouldn't feel this way, you wouldn't do these things. And that's so clever mm. and deceptive <clears throat> yeah right and so i wanted to kind of open up that topic of i posted the other day on uh, instagram just before we get started i posted the other day on, on instagram is holiness is not a way to god right or to jesus right jesus is the way to holiness mm. and i think that that paradigm shift changes even though it seems subtle it changes you, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. about your relationship with God and how you view God and also your walk with God and the difference between the good news <laughs> and terrible news mm -hmm. um, of like who God is and that relationship there. 
Um, so what were your, what are your initial thoughts after me? Cause I know we all, we always, I always put Jarrell on the spot. Like, I'm like, Hey, I want to, I had no clue it. what he's talking he's about. Like, I'm sitting here like, like, okay, we're going to talk, <laughs> talk about God today, but I have no idea what that's going to look like. And so, um, I also like to go with that as well as like Holy spirit, like speaking through you there hmm. from that, you know, what's the main things that click yeah, in your walk? With there's, you? there's man, there's a few. Um, I think the first thing that you pointed out was, I think honestly, also something that I'm sure you've been through too and seen it. Um, go back to like our interviewing days when we we're interviewing a bunch of candidates. Mm. Always used to do this exercise during the interview. I was like, hey, tell me three good things about yourself. Mm. And the person would sit there and like struggle. Give me like two, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, like give me three things that you want to work on. Or some surface level. Yeah. Or something like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Three things you want to work on. Boom. I was like, oh, that was that was easy, and I also used to follow up the question like, hey, like, why why do you think like the the work on yourself or the negative was uh, you're able to spit that out quicker than um, the good things about yourself? And I think it's just such a, I mean, I do it all the time too, um, such a human thing um, to do. But what um, on the basis of what you're talking about is a lot of the times our our self talk and our own uh, mental battle that we're going through with ourselves of, um, one, the shame, the condemnation, uh, the the guilt of falling short of perfection, mm. <laughs> you know, of trying to be like Jesus. And and if you get caught in that, that's, like you always say, it's a nasty cycle yeah. um, to be in. And obviously, you know, the there's only been one person, um, I think – um, I heard this on TikTok the other day that, that shot a perfect score, uh, you know, um, and he was Jesus. Um, and so we're all just chasing after that. But at the end of the day, we're always going to fall short. We're not going to be perfect. Um, and the second thing that came up, and this is something I can open up, is what happens when that either condemnation, shame, guilt, either you think it may or it comes from the church. Uh, the example that I'm going to give comes from a, a parent Mm. um that um is highly involved in the church yeah um and so for for me just just happened not too long ago and there's something for, that for you to open up afterwards um uh, i was going through a tough time with my communication um uh with uh, my co-parenting partner mm. and um you know we're going back and forth i'm telling my mom about the communication i'm brutally honest with my mom so i'm telling her exactly yeah. what i said yeah uh got a good mom yeah. <laughs> yeah and so um you know what she repeated back to me was um um uh, which took it within context she goes you know, you're supposed to be this Christian man and you don't sound like Jesus and you're supposed to be walking in your faith and you're talking like this and saying that and doing that. And that doesn't sound like Jesus. And so for me, I had to catch myself for a second. I was like, OK, trigger. Uh, but I, I hear what you're saying, but I'd also know that's not coming from God. Yeah. yeah. Um, and not that my mom had any bad intentions or ill will. Um, I got what she was saying. Um, I wasn't reflecting the the fruits and the character of Christ in those moments, um, but also, um, you know, in moments it's okay because of what what you do afterwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and always for me is always going back um, the David story, going back to Jesus, and, um, and, and and you know, hey, 
<laughs> anything but take yourself away from me. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, I know I'm going to fall short. I'm a human. I hate being human. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, please don't take your love and grace from me. And so um, I think it's interesting from a human perspective and though, you know, also the worldly perspective, what, what people will put on to you. Um, and again, understanding that that's not coming from God. Yeah, no, so good. I think uh, you brought up David, which I think is a big thing that I talked about last night because you know, again, um, God called him a man after his own heart. And if you look at David, everybody wants to talk about David and Goliath and all these things about how David, you know, David, how great he was as a king and all the ways that he served. But also we forget about um, some of the most heinous, like if he, if your friend did a quarter of the things <laughs> that David did, you'd be, you'd cast him out. You again, you, uh, how many people would not be obedient to um, David's direction mm, that he was having that. from God um, because of the ways that he fell short. And if you don't know what I'm referencing, for example, I mean, we guess we can go straight to you know, one of the heads is, uh, is uh, correct me if I'm wrong, um, is killed his best friend, <laughs> right? Killed his best friend and then um, had, <laughs> had sex with his wife or his, his best friend's wife, right? Um, and so that's a direct, but that's one instance. David, multiple times throughout his whole reign, and if you read throughout the Bible, he fell short of God mm-hmm. and his 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 standard, right? Uh, over and over and over again. And I think the important piece, and this is why I go to, I know that you know this book very well, not the only place that it's mentioned, but in Revelations, it talks about, I mean, I mean drill, the inside jokes here, right? <laughs> Revelations, <laughs> I'm so big for drill. But um, when God calls Satan uh, the accuser, mm-hmm. right? And, and the accuser, it's so important, is the accuser is the one that stands next to God and says, see God? I told you they didn't love you. Mm-hmm. See, God, I told you um, they weren't worthy. Mm-hmm. See, God, I told you you shouldn't extend grace to them. See, God, I told you you shouldn't love them. See, God, I told you that they were broken. I told you that they had lustful intent. I told you that they didn't have a pure heart. I told you that they didn't do these other things. They're not worth loving. They're not worth your relationship or your grace or any your mercy or any of those things. You should be away with them. The interesting there thing as well is the one that's really struggling is the accuser himself, right? The accuser, you can see, we talked about that yesterday. I played that video for you that I I, I really liked is people that hate themselves, mm-hmm. hate others. Mm-hmm. People that have no grace for themselves don't have grace for others. Mm-hmm. People that don't have, people that haven't accepted forgiveness themselves will not forgive others Mm. because if they feel like they are unworthy of forgiveness, they will not extend that Mm. uh, to other people. And so, or if they have not received forgiveness, right, we can only redirect what we have received right from, from God. And so if we haven't accepted God's love, like we can't then have that cup roll over into other people, right? Our cup is still empty. If we haven't accepted the forgiveness of God and have a relationship with him in that way, then we also can't have that and extend that to others. Um, because one of the ways I, I, I talked about this last night is too, as well. It's like one, um, uh, the exact verse you might be able to help me here is that, that exact verse pause for a second. What up? You're good. <laughs> Sir, sir. Talk about that again. Your uh, voodoo 
Floss is in there now, sir, by the way. <laughs> yep. I also I also purchased uh, the boards, but they'll be here next week. All the swivel little swivel boards. I got three of them. Yeah, bro. I'm about to buy it. I'm. I haven't even told Jarrell yet, but I'm buying. I'm buying the assault bike today too. Yeah. No, no, it's on credit cards. We're doing. Credit I wanted him to get a treadmill. Yeah, but the bike can do. <laughs> um and Joe, you might be able to help me here with the with the verse that I'm I'm thinking of, but like uh <laughs> um pride comes before the fall. Mm. And so for me in my own life, one of, the, one of the big <laughs> yeah, one of the big things when it comes into pride, right? Uh the world uh sees pride as a good thing. Right. You should. Have, oh, man, you need to have pride in your family, pride in your team, pride in your whatever. Right. Um, pride in your work ethic, pride in all these things like pride in who you are. Like, you know, you need to carry yourself with pride. Um, I'm going to submit that you need that on the same side of that. You're trying to replace God with your pride. Mm. Right. I need to think I'm become my own God. Right. And I'm proud of me. I'm proud and I have pride in me. Rather I've than done. I have proud, I have pride in God, mm -hmm. right? Which is a very different, uh, uh, it was a revelation in like my life of that. And again, still untangling and, and removing myself from that, right? Is that if pride comes before the fall, like pride leads to all these other sins. Well, let me give you an example, right? I'll give you examples from my own life, right? And also just throughout. Let's say in any relationship, even if you look at it from a psychology standpoint, if I'm trying to behave so that another person, another friend of mine or somebody I'm in relationship with, a lover, any of those things, if I'm trying to behave for them so that they will treat me a certain way, mm -hmm. right? That also right after that and what builds over time is resentment, right? I'm making all these sacrifices so that you'll treat me a certain way. And then the moment that you don't yeah. treat me that way, respond that way, or I don't feel that you're not responding the way that I deserve because of the actions I've given to you or what I've devoted to you or what I've sacrificed for you, then I'm gonna build up resentment and going, because again, this is where it's untangled. It's like, well, what do you mean? Like a relationship, I do something and then that's so that they yeah. get me back this other way. And like, that's how like my mind was shaped. And also too, um, how we think I do so that they do, mm. right? It's a transaction, right? I give you love so that you give me love. I do this for you, I give you money, you give me service, right? I give you this, you give me that, right? It's a transaction. God's love and God's heart is not a transaction, right? Jesus doesn't love us transactionally. He doesn't love us because we love him back the same way. He doesn't love us or he doesn't extend grace to us because we can give grace back to him. God doesn't need my love. God doesn't need my grace. God doesn't need my mercy. God doesn't need any of those other things. God doesn't need anything from me. <laughs> God wants everything for me. Mm. And that's a difference in relationship, right? And then also too, also a healthy relationship is that I'm not doing, for example, if I'm holding a door because I want that person to say thank you, yeah, right? Or I want them to be, overly joyed how much I've sacrificed for them. Let's say it's not the door. Maybe, you know, I did other things and all these things. And, and, and again, from a worldly perspective, this is going to sound wild, right? Is like, well, that's just rude if they didn't. That's just mm -hmm. this and all these other things. And it's like, yeah, yeah, we're all broken, right? Like maybe, maybe that dude, maybe his daughter died yesterday 
and he's in his own world of what's going on inside. If you don't have no idea what's going on in that guy's life, you have no idea of all those other things. And it's not that he just doesn't care that you held the door. Like, Definitely. or, you know, again, yeah. maybe you were on the phone while you held the door mm -hmm. and he felt... Didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, I didn't want to interrupt you. And you don't know his heart or what he was thinking. I, saw, I thought about this the other day, right? Let me give you an example. The other day, I was at um, the Waffle Cafe. Shout out to my place, right? Okay. Little, little mom and pop on the other side of town that I love getting my little shakes from. I've been doing for... 10 years as my people um, is I was in there the other day and there was this um, older black couple that was, that was in there older black lady. I, I felt like he had a, he, the uh, older black man had this, this uh, uh, Marine hat on and, and she had this, I don't know. There's something about her. I, when I sat down, I'm like, she's just like, I want to like hug her. <laughs> like she was just so sweet. Like you could just tell how kind, how they were speaking to each other. All these things. Like I felt their energy, like just sitting in the, in the room for a minute. And so they got up to go throw something away. And, uh, then they started walking back towards the door and, uh, I had like, my, I wanted to go hold the door. Like they're, they're, they're older. They're, you know, again, probably in their eighties, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Right. So I wanted, I wanted to go hold the door, but like, it was like, I, it was kind of last minute and I would like <laughs> cut them. It would have been weird. Right. Like I would have had to cut them off. It was, I, I decided late. Right. But so then I looked back up at them. Um, I looked back up at them and they're like, and she just looked at me and she was like, uh, like have a good day, honey, or something like that. And I was like, I was like, uh, I said, and then, um, older man said something to me too. And I was like, oh, yeah, you guys too, all the stuff. But then I was thinking in my head because when she started walking over to the – first she walked to the trash and then she walked out the door. And I was – they were sitting in their group and I'm like, I made eye contact with her a couple times. Then she went to go to the trash can. I, I, we made eye contact as she's walking. And then she went to go walk out and I never did hold the door. So I'm thinking in my head, okay, <laughs> like what are they thinking? I'm looking at them a lot, right? Like you guys really staring like, at us. Yeah, like <laughs> what, what are you staring at us for, right? But meanwhile in my heart, right, I'm like – having all of these really like <laughs> fond emotions of like their relationship, you know, again, the energy that that's coming from her. Yeah. I want to go hold the door for her, all these other things. But meanwhile, I didn't do that action. And instead I'm just looking at them. Right. But if you, assume, if you assume the worst, right? Like, okay. Like again, like, let's say you're in a very insecure place or all these other things. And this person keeps looking at you things like, bro, you got a problem. Is something going on. Like what's going on, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I have all these, you know, you know, pure, like loving thoughts in my heart. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think, I think that also, again, while that's a silly example, but my point is, is like, again, when Jesus looks at other people, like he sees the best in them, he sees what they, you know, again, what, the, what is in their soul, like what is not their flesh, not all the ways that they fall short. Like he sees those things, but also knows that that is just their flesh. Right. Yeah. And that is just the fallen world and not their soul. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, I think it's the same thing, you know, and again, when it comes into that, and that's why the Bible tells us to separate um, basically flesh from soul of understanding, right, that uh, we are not our actions. We are not just our, you know, our behaviors, our feelings, all these other things, right? And I think that was a big one is like, you know, like you are not your feelings, mm -hmm. right? Like these these are, you know, let them come and go, right? Like, like um, you know, like weather, right? It's going to come and it's going to leave, but at the same time, like that's not your reality. It's just how you're feeling in this moment or in this season and spiritually, you know, again, like, you know, we, there's some healing that could happen there. But I think, again, tying back into the bigger, the bigger point, right, is that anytime I take that into my mindset of like who Jesus is and who God is, is I think even as you mentioned there, right, is again, the enemy always wants me focused on where I fall short, right, to focus on the storm, always. Jesus always wants me to focus on him, right? 
Jesus knows I fall short. He knows that all these other things, but he also knows the healing comes from not focusing on everywhere that I fall short and I'm, oh, I'm not this, I don't do this and I didn't do this and I should hold the door and I should have these things and they might be thinking this way and all these other things, right? Instead, focusing on the beauty, focusing, and again, this is there's a difference between optimism, yeah. right, and faith and also yeah. what Jesus is saying here. It's not to say that, again, it's, it's how I deal with my brokenness. It's how, it's not that I'm, I'm blind and I go, oh, I'm perfect and it's okay, God, Jesus yeah. is going to cover everything. Yeah. It's a focus on when I fall <clears throat> short, right? The accuser comes in mm -hmm. and says, Immediately. and says, see, told you, you never change. Mm -hmm. See, told you, you're still the same man mm -hmm. that you were. See, told you, you still fall short. Mm -hmm. See, I told you, you're nothing like this. Told you, no one loves you. Told you, no one's going to be around. Told you that no one will understand. Told you that like that voice, right? Comparatively to God's voice of being like the difference of me. If you, and I pray that you have relationships in your life that I have like with, again, even with you, Jarrell and, 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 and Taylor, and uh, many other relationships in my life too, just of, in this way, this mm. one aspect, mm. which is when I fall short, when I misstep, when I have a moment, when I have a passing feeling and I act on those feelings and I make mistakes and I do all these other things, my friends are not the accusers. My friends are the ones that come and lift me, I'm trying not to cry. My friends come and lift me, right, and support me and also see that I'm having a moment. And that moment is not me. Mm -hmm. That moment in itself is does not in totality reflect my soul. Again, we're allowed to be human. Mm -hmm. We're allowed to have these other things. And if you do have accusers in your life, and again, remember, same thing back to them. They might be having a moment, right, but you can go and talk to them, right? And have those friendships and say, hey, like, again, I would like our relationship not to be this way. Mm -hmm. And this is why it affects me. And again, I want our relationship to be centered in God. And also, typically, if you, it's like, you know, you take uh, Michael Todd's like triangle, right? Which I don't know if it originally was his, but like no, in the same, yeah, same yeah. thing, right? But if you haven't seen this triangle before, it is basically, think of a triangle, the street, three points at the top of the triangle, there's God, um, you, and it could be your loved one. It could be, Whoever. again, any relationship, right? Is that you, as you both work your way towards God, mm -hmm. you get closer to mm -hmm. each other and closer to God. But if you work your way towards each other, Right. You don't get closer to God. Mm -mm. Right. And so um, and again, along with that, it's actually going to drive each other back right. apart. Right. Because, again, we need to get as we get closer to God, it changes our relationships and how we treat uh, others. And I think that that's like, a, you know, a big piece there as well is that us understanding that is from that foundation. Is. David, for example, is he's going to acknowledge. Right. And I, I, I actually recently switched up. My, I, I realized that I had a, a unhealthy connection with repentance and shame or guilt, hmm. right? And the separation there is repentance is to stop and turn away. And the accuser is trying to hold me in my brokenness, trying to hold me in, in those, in those places and says, see, you're not worthy. But again, when you realize that and that, that space, that doesn't lead, knowing where you're broken doesn't lead to healing. It's just awareness. Mm. 
And when I see it as awareness, then I can grow from here. But yeah. if I see it as identity, mm. then... Or I'm ashamed of it. Yeah, I'm ashamed and I stay here and I go, oh, you're right. You know what? I shouldn't I shouldn't be in this room. I shouldn't get to, you know, I, I, I shouldn't have a relationship with that person because I'm so undeserving and I'm mm. not, you know, and, and I don't deserve to be here and, mm. and I'm not like Jesus in this way and right and, and, and I'm not that smart and I'm not, you know, this and I'm not that and I'm, I'm just David. I'm just David out in the field. I don't deserve to be king. And, and, and I did kill my, you know, I did kill my best friend and I did sleep with his wife and all these other things. And now I'm not worthy of God's calling because I'm not like Jesus at all. And maybe I should go back and go in the mountains. Maybe I should go back to the fields. And maybe again on the, uh, you know, even when you think of like the prodigal son, right? And, and this is where I, the, the big unlock I wanted to talk about with the prodigal son, for example Everybody focuses on the prodigal son, but not the brother. The brother is us, right? The prodigal son reflects the relationship Jesus has with us, with his, you know, with his father, yeah, right? Yeah. So let me remind you of the story, because everybody always talks about the other side. Mm -hmm. Why was his brother, right? So I guess I'll tell the story if someone's never going to. Actually, why don't you tell the, the prodigal son story? Um, so there's uh, two brothers. Um, I believe the oldest brother, correct? Yeah. yeah. Um, oldest brother, um, I think so. became of age and, um, and also this is a little background on that culture back then. It was a big deal for the first, um, son to claim the inheritance of their father. Yeah. Um, and normally obviously that only happens when the father dies. Yeah. And so to basically, um, Asked, and this is what he did. The oldest brother asked for his inheritance once he came of age. Yeah. And basically what that's saying in that culture is like almost like death to your father before yeah. um, he's actually dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and so he took all this money, went, yeah, blew very, it. Very looked down upon exactly. in that culture. Oh, like yeah, don't you, do that. If you, if you wanted your inheritance Shame. before your, your father died, it's so disrespectful. Exactly. Right? That And, and again, like... And you, he wanted he wanted to take all that and leave. Yeah, and his go family. too. Yeah, yeah, and go. And which he did, right? Um, you know, went basically to Vegas, blew all his money, <laughs> um, living in a brothel. I think at the and and the thing he was yeah, living with boy, them, boy, pigs, boy, hookers. Yeah, and, going and, crazy. All his money his, <laughs> at the his, <laughs> bars. <had> weekend. <laughs> yeah, weekend. Spent all his inheritance. You know, and so you know he comes to his senses. Um, you know, he's broke out in the streets, and he's like, "Hey, man, even the servants in my father's house eat better than this." Yeah. Um, because he was in the pig, the he, pig place. Yeah, he's in the pig place. Yeah. So imagine this: this guy went, this guy, this guy went, blew his entire inheritance, oh, like on think hookers, about blowing millions of dollars, things, yeah, yeah, millions of dollars, hookers, things, everything his father had, you know, that, that worked for, worked for, created for him, all these other things, um, sent him off, blew all of his money, and he wakes up, and he's sitting in a pig pen, mm -hmm. right begging for food, mm -hmm. has no money, has all this shame and going like, like, I can't even go back, right? There's nowhere for me to go because I disrespected, I burnt the bridge. Not with the my son family. anymore. I'm not, you know, again, like I, I'm, I'm unworthy. Yep. Right. So then yeah. and he goes, well, um, let me go back and I want to be, you know, let me see if I can be a servant, just a servant in the house. Yeah. Because uh, even, because even as you mentioned, even servants eat better than this. Eat better and are in a better situation than, than I I'm am. in. I just would love to be my father's servant. Mm. I don't need to be. I don't need to come back and be a son because I'm not worthy. Sheesh. Anyway. <laughs> and so um, he returns home. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think I heard a pastor explain this 
um, the guilt and shame from that family, right? So mm -hmm. um, they hear the son's coming home, son's traveling down the road. Father, instead of waiting, um, think about all this. Your son basically wished you were dead, took all your money, blew it, called shame to your family. The whole neighborhood knows, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so he runs out. Um, you know, your son's covered in crap, mm -hmm. uh, runs out, meets him. And then the biggest part, he covers him mm -hmm. um, with a robe um, and then tells um, his servants inside to, you know, bring the fattened calf. Mm -hmm. We're about to have a party. My son has come home. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the flip side. Mm -hmm. um, the brother, the youngest brother, mm -hmm. sitting there seeing all this. You know, just think about it. Your oldest brother left home, took all your family's money, blew it. Mm -hmm. um, and now he's returned home. And you've done everything you're supposed to at this point. You've you've worked hard. You've been obedient. You've listened. You worked in the family business. Mm -hmm. You helped your parents. You've been in the house. You've done everything that um, your your parents have asked for, your father's asked for you. Um, and then you, And you've never gotten a party. Mm -hmm. You know, you've never gotten a party. You never got a robe thrown on you. You never had the ring on your hand. Um, and you watch your oldest brother that just left, um, blew all this stuff, caused shame to the family, come back, and now they're throwing a party for him. Mm -hmm. um, and just the feelings from both sides. You have, yeah. um, you know, anger. Yeah. Um, why me? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, why does he deserve this? He doesn't deserve this comparison. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the other side, you have, you know, the son feeling shamed. Um, I don't deserve to be here. Um, and then the father who's, you know, I think he said in the verse, uh, my son was dead and now he's alive. Now he's alive. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and I think, I think the, the big thing I, I pointed out, I wanted to point out with that is how often we are the younger brother, if he is the younger brother. We're, yeah, we're, I think so. <laughs> but yeah, the other brother, how often we are the other brother, right? And we're, we're, we're really both, right? But this is the thing I wanted to point out of why he felt all the ways that he felt, right? So from his perspective, his brother left, did all these other things, right? You got to also remember, right? He's trying to behave mm. for his father's Love. love, appreciation, gratitude, you know, to, to feel like he's earned or deserves all these things, all. right? Mm -hmm. um, answered the call. He's, he's measured up all these things. And one of the things, you know, um, the father also, when, when he goes and talks, he goes out there and talks to the other brother, right? The brother that has all these feelings and he's filled with envy. He's, he's, he's filled with, you know, like you said, anger. He's filled with all of these things. Um, he's not having very uh, good thoughts about his brother. He doesn't. He everyone else is excited at his brother's home, like all these other things, and he's enraged, right? That his brother's home and people are treating him this way, and they're giving him this grace, and they're welcoming and loving him. And um, first, it starts with, like I said, is we got to be very careful. And I was like thinking about this of what has led to my own pride, because if we don't want to have pride, we got to understand what leads to pride in the first place. It doesn't just something that just happens. There's, there's things that create pride unbeknownst to us. We don't realize where it comes from. And when it, when it comes to, when it comes to pride or when it comes to those things, and for example, for he's a perfect example of that is that he gets to a place where he's making all these sacrifices, trying to earn a relationship with God. And now what does this do? As I work and as I have, pride, right? Or I start to build up sacrifices or things that I am 
working my works. I'm stacking all my works together, right? And I'm thinking in my paradigm in my head that my work leads to, right, and makes me entitled. It makes me, my work entitles me to this. Mm. It entitles me to results. Mm. And that result might be love, acceptance, mm. appreciation, mm. gratitude, my dad, my father's inheritance, my, you know, all of these things, the grace, the mercy that I have to earn these things, right? And the world will tell us that we have to earn these things. That's all these works that we do and how we act and our choices and all these things. Well, it's like, well, I made other choices. You made, you made your choices. You left. You took your inheritance and you went the thing. And I made my choices and I was here and I was faithful and I did these other things and I lived my life this way. And this was my story, right? I came from being broke, all these other things, and I made choices, and I made sacrifices, Jarrell, right? And I made all these things, and I, and I stayed up at 2 a.m., and I did these blah, 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 blah. And you know what that built in me? This chip on my shoulder mm -hmm. that was really pride, mm. right? I'm entitled I to this. these results. Mm -hmm. So when I was on the field and my results didn't show up or when people didn't treat me a certain way because of my works— it then brought me envy when I saw other people have results. It then brought me insecurity mm. because, well, I'm doing all the things and they're getting all the results and yeah. people are treating them this way mm. and all these other things, boom. Mm. It then brought hatred, right? People that my, my dad, again, also we had this conversation. My dad used to say anybody yeah. that has money or, right, or these results, right, doesn't have to be money, what it br money brought you, right, peace, understanding, blah, 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 all this stuff, is, is – um, they either lied, cheated, or stole to get it, right? And what is that? It's, it's prejudice, hatred, all, the, all these other things that come into envy, right? All of these things because my dad worked hard. My dad you know, was on his hands and knees almost every single day, laying tile, working really strong hours. He was the fastest in his company. He was all these other things. I, again, I remember on the same side of that, right, is that my dad had these things built up as well because of this work. He felt entitled that, again, in his paradigm, work equaled results, right? And he was working for things rather than – and this is the, and this is the thing I've been saying a lot more lately is we can't have gratitude for things that we feel entitled to. Hmm. If you feel entitled to it, you don't say thank you. Mm. You say, When you feel entitled to it, you're not gracious about it. You might even say the words, but you don't feel it. Like, I remember I would hit a home run in a big situation in a game. I'd be running around the bases, drill and be like, yeah, this is what I work for. Yeah. Then later that day, I'd realize I missed the moment, right? That, like, because I felt entitled to that home run. Yeah. I wasn't even proud of myself. Yeah. Right. I wasn't even proud of, you know, <clears throat> I wasn't even saying thank you to God. I wasn't, that wasn't my relationship with results. Even when I would have a result, even when this God would bless me with something, I felt like I was entitled to that blessing. Yeah. So that drew me even further away from God. And now what does that do to your soul? Right. And then, so you start going down this route of your work, Right. And you don't even know you're building pride. You don't even know. You don't Stepping even know. <laughs> and that's why it's like pride before the fall. Right. Because mm -hmm. then how am I treating other people? Mm -hmm. Then when my teammates hitting a home run and he didn't hit the yeah. whole week yeah. and I did six times the work yeah. uh, he did and I did all these sprints and I did all this other stuff. Right. That's where like that that chip on my shoulder that people thought was such a good thing from the world. 
that's what made me so unloving to others. That's what made me have a lack of mercy and forgiveness and grace for others. That's why it even hurt me as a coach when I started first started coaching. I had a really big issues with athletes that didn't work hard because I still had that chip on my shoulder of being like, oh, you want all these things, but like you won't make the choices. Mm -mm. You won't do the work. Mm -hmm. You won't do these other things when in reality on the same side of that, look, there's many people in the world that have things that we don't have that didn't work as hard as we did. And there's also people that have worked way harder than we have and don't have what mm -hmm. we have. Right? <clears throat> because it's not about the world tells me I work, I get this, right? The difference is, is again, is, uh, remember, is like with all those things, is like these are all blessings from God. Yeah. God could snap his fingers and you don't have it. You know, also too, remember, like again, the the <laughs> the one that actually, again, when we look at like the the ruler of this world. Is, is the accuser right and the accuser also on the same thing he he calls the jesus and also too he tells many people throughout the bible right and these are the way you like i will give you everything you see i can give you you want money i can give you money you want you want you want um uh you want uh what is status status man. right like you if you want if you want you know people to celebrities just yeah. the, the if you want them to worship you i can mm. get them to worship you mm. if you want these other things like i can give you these things right mm. and so what again the difference is the, along with it is the enemy loves to impersonate god right even to jesus god himself he's trying to impersonate and say you yeah. see all these things that's why like i always think of that moment when when I mean, the accuser, right? The enemy standing with with Jesus. He's standing <laughs> with God, right? Trying to trying to, and he goes, "You see all this? I can give you all this." It is mine. And then God's like, "You can give me what's already mine." <laughs> like I created this and you and you. Yeah, lucky to be here. Yeah, your consciousness, <laughs> everything, your every thought you're having. Okay. I gave you the ability to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I gave you the ability to have these thoughts and have this consciousness, right? And so this is where. I think it's important there, right, is understanding where pride comes from so that we can snip it before we have pride and then trying to get rid of that pride is like where it's actually being created in the first place. And and I think that, that a big piece of that is like for that, that, that son. And this is where he dismantles it in that story. The father goes to the son mm -hmm. and he says, son, he goes, look around. Everything I have is yours, <laughs> not just about? your brother's. Yeah. This has always been yours. yours. My inheritance is yours. And from his work, he thinks that he needed to work, work more. No, he's like, I already he did the work. Understand, he lives with his father. Yeah. Mm. He lives with his father mm. every day. Mm -hmm. He sacrifices for his father. He does all these other things. His father isn't asking him to do that to earn his inheritance. He says, You're in the family. Daddy said, I already took care of you. You're in the family. Mm -hmm. It's already yours. Mm -hmm. You never had to work for it. You never had to, because you, you're my son. It's yours because you're my son, not because of what you do. It's yours because you're in the family, right? And that's where, again, the difference is, like, even when I post that clip this morning, right? Uh, I think his name's Pinky Johnson. Isn't that his name? Oh. The guy that has the... Um, yeah, oh, Winky, Winky Johnson. Winky Johnson, something like that. Something. I don't know. I gave him a pimp. He played for uh, Tennessee. He played okay. safety. Yeah, so when he said Inky it, it's like. Johnson. What? Inky, Inky Johnson. Yeah. Hey, Pinky sounded Pinky, dope, though. Winky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pinky, Winky, <laughs> Pinky. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> He's there. But, but um, you know, again, like when he, I love that clip. I've seen it multiple times, right, is um, him saying, like, you're going to get what's coming to you. 
Like you don't got to envy for it. You ain't got to, you got to, you again, it's destined for you when God has for you. Now we have a role. We have a role in what God has called us to, right? But also too, this is the thing. There's a difference between doing things out of worship and doing things to earn something. One is from the enemy and one is what God has called us to do and actually leads to life, right? I work hard, not because, and I actually had this prayer I had this prayer, I actually prayed this over one of our players one time, was, God, I work hard not for the result, but for you. For you I'll work hard and never receive it, <laughs> right? I'll work hard, I'll do all of this and be okay if it never happens. I don't need to be a billionaire, <laughs> right? God, because I'm not doing it for the money, I'm doing it for you. <laughs> because what happens when I get the money? Still empty. Still empty, and also too on the other side of that. Do I stop working now? Was it for worship? Was it out of worship to God? And all of a sudden when I get what I want, I run out of my fire. Like my fire is again, like, like God is a, like my work ethic. And I had a hard time when I transitioned from this, from working for things for then worshiping to God is God. It like, this is like, we're purpose driven. I'm not, I'm, it's not about the money. Like it's not about, it's not about the status. It's not about the things. God, you'll give me status and you'll give me money and you'll give me these other things. But that's for your glory. Like yeah. it's, it's not, I'm, to. I'm doing it to worship you. And mm -hmm. that's my fire It's yeah. what you've already done for me is enough. <laughs> you don't need to do anything else for me. Right. I'll worship and work this hard because of what you've already done for me. Yeah. Not because I want you to give me something more because now I feel entitled that what, what I'm saying to God is what you've done isn't enough. When I, when I have those moments of envy, when I have those moments of I need more, right? Gluttony, right? Everything's about food, but it's things, places, money, more. I, I need more. Yep. I need more, God. I need more. I need more. I need more. What I'm telling God is what you've done isn't enough. Hmm. I need more, God. And, ooh, that stepped on my toes. And that, I have to remind myself in those moments when I'm, when I'm unsatisfied. Because mm -hmm. that's the difference. People are like, well, it's really hard to be hungry, right? Because this, they're thinking about it from the world. It's really hard to run hard, right? But already have all these things, right? Already achieved all these things. How, can you keep working hard when you got, you know, millions of dollars at the bank, right? When you already got the business, when you got all, all these goals that you've hit, right? That's where I was talking about the difference. And I've, I've said that, right? Is the difference between, you know, like the goals being the finish line. Yeah. And everybody's like, set more goals, set more goals, set more goals, all these other things. And I'm like, no, 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 like purpose. Like, I'm going to hit those goals. I'm going to hit those other things. But it's not about the goals. It's about serving God. Like, it's mm -hmm. about, it's not about, mm -hmm. it's not about, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like when I used to say path, right? Like, I'm walking down the path and it's God's glory. It's not about my goals, right? Like, it's not about what I achieve, right? It It's not about it's not about being number one in the church, right? It's not about being the millionaire. It's not about, again, on the same side of that, you can go and find the same thing too, God's purpose. And this is where I think it's, it's again, if you hear the other side of this, because this is, it's tough because it's, it steps on our humanity, right? Our, our, our flesh wants to uh, say like, no, like I want to be acknowledged. And it's like, yeah, yeah, but the acknowledgement you're seeking you need from God, not from your achievement. Mm -hmm. 
the acknowledgement you need, the love, the the peace you think that you're chasing after you get to that thing. So one more, right? And also too, this is the this is the thing that hurts so much, right? Is even though the son can't, I can imagine that moment when his father. I bet you those those words didn't hit hit home when he went to that other son and he said, "What do you, what do you mean, like son? Like it's already yours." You're working for something that's already yours. And that's why you feel like you can never get there. Because there's nowhere to get. It's a fake finish line. There's nowhere to get. Everything you're seeking, you already have. Mm. And then you're like, well, then why do I feel like I need more? And that is the right question to ask, right? Is because we can already possess something but think that something else, and again, that's the enemy, right? What did he say to Jesus? I can give you everything you see. What a deception. I can give you everything you see. God says, that's already mine. But if he can convince you that you don't have it, because that's all he can do, the deceiver, if he can convince you that you, that you don't have it, and you need to go over here. And now he has control over you. Now he can control how you walk, how you talk. Again, he can, he can insert pride, envy, all these other things, right? Where again, this is where you can go. And like we, I've, you know, I've, I've been, I've been giving this man shout outs is, is the old man on an old boat trying to catch a big, fish. <laughs> my guy, right? Is that video I posted a while back ago, right? Is it was a reminder for me is that re- what you're really in search of is how he feels in his heart and he don't have and doesn't need what you have to feel that there's some kid again somewhere in some third world country that's and, and um uh, Paige actually shared this with me when she went on her trip i forgot where she went you remember where she went tay where uh, what page went uh yeah so she went she went to somewhere right where they went to serve right oregon they always they fly they fly uh out and they pick a couple athletes they go out there and they build things like you know showers and houses or things like that right and she said one thing that really she pulled from it was how much peace how happy they were how much joy that they had right all these kids she's like they're sleeping on dirt they're they got they don't they're trying to get shoes they're trying to get some basic things and she's like they had all of this they felt in their energy and all all the things that they had right yet they had far less yet they didn't they're sleeping on a dirt floor tonight and they still feel this way and what is our western you know what is our culture what is our other things it's like i need more to feel that way i need more things to them you're the billionaire yet again on the same side like they feel that way Right. And they have far less. These people, again, we look back during, again, we read the Bible. They weren't living in condos. <laughs> and then you look at Matthew, for example, man was rich, mm-hmm. ballin. Right. And then this is where, this is where I, I, I get to is again, like the enemy's deception. The enemy's deception is he can control you when he can tell you that you don't have it and you don't have access. What did he do to that brother? He told him, you don't have it. You need to earn it, right? And this is the way to do it. And so when he started trying to behave and act in that way and sacrifice and do all those other things, and then his brother came home and said, it shook his identity and why he was doing all the things that he was doing. 
and had an emotional tie to him because he's going, he didn't do that. He, he didn't earn that. And then, you know, the next story that comes to me, the workers, other, another story in the Bible, right? They're working in the vineyard, right? In the vineyard. Yeah, they're working in the vineyard. Um, and the vineyard owner uh, goes and gets workers for the vineyard at different times of the day. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's call it 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 12, 2, and 5. Yeah. But he pays all of them the same. Yeah. And work stops, let's call it 6. Yeah. So um, the person at 5 only worked an hour. The yep. person at 3 only worked 3 hours, yep. 12, you know, 6 hours, so forth and so on. But everybody got paid the same. And yeah. so the workers that had been there from eight to six were like, yo, why this person has only been here for an hour gets paid the same thing I did. I've been working all day. They've been working for an hour. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I'll let you take yeah. over. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so that perfect example too, as well is like, why are the other workers upset? Because mm. my it. work I'm supposed to creates, a, that's their, that's how they think. My work creates a certain amount of value. And he goes, well, first off, it's my money. Yeah. Right. So if I want to bless somebody, I'll give whatever I want. And also, too, shouldn't in your heart, if your heart's in the good spot, shouldn't you love seeing people get blessed? Mm-hmm. And didn't you agree to work? Those yeah. Didn't you agree to work <laughs> for what the pay that I gave you? And did I not hit that exact mark of like with it? And they're like, they're like, no, 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 time out, time out. Like, the, well, I'd rather work one hour and do these other things. And, the, and, and they're like, they're like, and then that's where, again, the human heart. And then, and then, okay, then we'll take that one more story about how this all connect again. The thief on the cross. Mm-hmm. Some people, especially the Pharisees, especially you can see the Pharisees when they're mad at all the Gentiles. Like when, uh, when the, when the lady touches his, when Jesus's robe, right? You can see this, this, anger in their heart right of why they're so pissed is because they have envy and they have jealousy and they have pride Mm. in their works that they and their sacrifices and they feel like they're more deserving which is not from god none of us are more deserving than the guy next to me Right. And that's the paradigm shift as well is when you start thinking that you're more worthy of God's blessings than somebody else. Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> Satan slided it, slid up in there. Right. Because not, you can't earn it. It's a gift. <laughs> right. And it's not something you deserved. And none of us deserve it. We all fall short. And yes, we think that we can climb our way back out of it. And I'm more deserving than that person. And we establish a hierarchy. That's such a human flesh thing to do. I'm more worthy than that person. And God, Jesus looks at it the opposite way. Right. And this is where I had a really hard time wrapping my head because this is a life alter for me. It's not how I think. And there's a difference. You know why? In the world, things work that way. In the world, I work hard. I get paid more money. I have evidence that how I live on this planet and how things I earn results here and my transactions, it works here. The problem is, is the byproduct in your soul. Mm. And that's the big difference, right? The big difference is the byproduct that you have in your soul from living by the world and how it tells you to live. And you see all these people that have all this money but aren't happy. You see these people have all this money but don't have connection and relationship. You have see people that have all this status, all these celebrities, again, mental health issues, doing all these drugs, doing all these things, trying to escape, going on all these vacations, having to do it like 
like, again, we see the world where it says, do this, you get this. And it's like, yeah, that's the problem is the evidence of the world tells you if I live this way, I'll feel the, I'll feel, get these things. But meanwhile, again, I don't really want the money. I want what money brings me. I want the peace. I want the this. I want the this. Okay. brings you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is, which is again, well then shouldn't everybody with all the money be the happiest? I think so. Shouldn't people with all the status feel the most fulfilled? Allegedly. Shouldn't, shouldn't people with all those other things? Okay. So, so why is it, if that's the case, why is even through, think about this, think about how many comedians have committed suicide that had high status, that had high net worth, that had all these other things, made all these people laugh. They seem to be all happy and all these things, but typically, right? And more of a Taylor insert here too as well is, again, a lot of people that really act in those ways and also wanna make other people laugh and like wanna do those other things too. One, a lot of times is a deflection. And then two, also on top of that as well, it's something that they feel like they lack in their own lives. Yeah. Right? Joy, happiness, all these other things. And they're trying to give it to other, you know, give it to other people because, you know, they they don't have it. And, you know, there's a billion different things that can go with that. But like, again, is the difference of again, the prince of deception, the enemy, the accuser, right? The lion on the prowl, right? That is looking for these things, is he wants you to make those things your God, right? Because then he can control you, right? Then you can, you're actually doing his will if you know it or not. As soon as he gets your eyes on the storm, you start to sink, right? Simon steps out the boat. He starts walking on water. There's the blessing, right? Then he looks at Jesus. He looks up at the storm, and all of a sudden he starts to sink, right? And then starts crying out to Jesus, 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 right? But again, the same thing with us. That's how we should be. And I think this is the thing is like when you go back to David, right? Why is, why is, what is, think of how envious some of the Pharisees would have been that they called David a man after God's heart instead of them. What? God, the we've shepherd. never killed nobody. <laughs> God, we've, we've never, we've never done half the things that David has done. Went to tour and, and then, and then God goes, yeah, you're right. You haven't done half the things David has done. <laughs> what I've called you to do, mm. which is one. Be obedient to my call when I call you to do things, right? And one of those calls, this is where the Pharisees really missed, right, is loving people. They hated the Gentiles, and they hated people lower the church and had pride yeah. over people lower in the church because they felt like they'd sacrifice more, they spent more time with God, they'd done all these things. Like, God, I've served more people. I've, I've, I've served, a, I've served a, uh, um, at the church more. I've, I've, we've traveled from place to place. I've done all these things for your love, God. Uh, doesn't that sound like the other son? Mad that the prodigal son is coming home. And then the thief on the cross, the thief on the cross really, really dives deep into our souls. Because <laughs> why is the thief on the cross? Why is that such a big deal? The thief on the cross, right? So again, um, go ahead. I'll let you introduce the story again. Um, well, when uh, Jesus was crucified, um, he was up there with two other uh, men, both, I think both thieves. Um, uh, well, the other one was a, a murderer. murderer. The other one they set free instead of uh, oh, well, Barabbas. Yeah, yeah Barabbas. Yeah, yeah. Was the other one. Yeah, yeah. Um, now the two people who were on the cross, I'm not really sure of their crimes, um, but um, you see two different perspectives. Um, and so, one perspective of the world 
Well, actually, no, Barabbas wasn't on the cross, huh? No, he wasn't on the cross. He, was, he just he was, freed. He was, he was the, in the, uh, uh, yeah, he was in prison or whatever at the time. Yeah. He was the one that started the revolt, and they had an option to, hey, yeah, who, free who, Jesus or Barabbas, yeah, yeah, and they picked right. Barabbas. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> and he was uh, a murderer, I'm pretty sure, the other guy. Yeah, right? I think he was like, really leading a revolt or something. Something, yeah, something like that, yeah. Revolutionary. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like those back then. <laughs> they still don't like those. <laughs> uh, but the two perspectives on the cross, you have one guy um, who was, <laughs> if he's the son of God, get us down. Yeah. Can't you save yourself? Save us too. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, you have the other one, uh, you know, remember me. <laughs> you know, when you're seated next to your father. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's like, you're the... You know, you you are the you son are. of God. You are the son please of God. Remember, I, I'm not even please, worthy. Enough. Please remember me. <clears throat> please remember me when you're with your father. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus okay. says, you'll be with me um, in paradise. And so, yeah. um, you know, you, you see even in that moment just how the world thinks versus um, kingdom thought. Um, and also, I mean, Jesus clearly points that out in, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John's. Um, the kingdom is the opposite of the world. Yeah, um, we don't want it to be exactly. And so everything that you see in the world, um, Jesus talks about in the kingdom. It's flipped. Um, the first will be uh, last. The last will be first. I love that. Love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, love those who hate you. Love those who persecute you. It doesn't make sense, you know. Um, and so you you have this duality that essentially that we're all kind of battling uh, is between the world. Um, and, and chasing after Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, the the and the big piece that's like so important there, right? Is is having like okay, well, <clears throat> how did the thief on the cross, who just now, in his last breath, right, is giving his life to Jesus, hasn't been baptized, that hasn't done any works and made any sacrifices, mm-hmm. that that hasn't earned any forgiveness or yep. or hasn't had to prove how he feels mm. and what's actually in his heart you're gonna save him over me the pharisee who has devoted my life to you god that is that has done all these things and i and i've sacrificed my life and and, and i've lived my way mm-hmm. and i didn't get married my whole life god because <laughs> because i was a devout to you and and i'll Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's why that's why when Jesus tells them at one point, you got to think about why they hated Jesus so much, because he hurt them because of how they lived their whole life. They were had so much brokenness in them that when when they, they had it, they had they were going to have to address two different things. Either everything I've done my entire life has been misguided. Or. No. Jesus is who he thinks he who he says he is, and he is spiritually Awaken me to another life, and their 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 hearts were so hardened. Well, it goes back to what you were were saying, uh, pride, you know. Yeah. And I think I um, was listening to Michael Todd message, and he talked about mostly men. Mm. Um, and, I got like three quarters through. Uh, well, yeah, he talked about men, and like the the problem that we have is the problem with pride. Um, but he calls two things. One thing that the person on the cross didn't do that the other guy did was the submission. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the same thing with the Pharisees. The reason why you don't know God is because you can't submit. No. You think that you know, like you right. said, you know better. Uh, you think that you can work for it. You think that you can yeah. learn more, whatever the case may be. And God's like, I ain't never asked you to do any of that. It's just yeah. submit to me and do what I ask you to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that's the biggest thing that you know, I think you pointed out is like the lack of submission. 
Um, even with the prodigal son, it's like, did your father ask you to do those things? Yeah. Of course, I'm sure there's some work of blah, 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 blah. But all the stuff that you're trying to bring up your list of things, did your yeah. father ask you to do those things? Well, and also I think <clears throat> there's a big difference, too, between salvation is faith. It, it is not your works. Like, God doesn't go, <clears throat> oh, oh, okay. Like, you... You want me to save you? We'll go do all these things for you. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do enough. Mm -mm. The other part with that too is he goes, he goes, oh, 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 salvation. Like, oh, you want you want all these other things? Like, okay, like, and I think that's where the enemy comes in, right? Like, our obedience to God is not for God. <laughs> our obedience to God is for us. Trying and, to help and, and and when. And when he is giving us direction, it's not because God doesn't need you to do anything. He's th he created the whole universe, you, everything you ever know. He goes like this, and it's done. You think he needs... If you're God, you want to depend on a human? Oh, my goodness. We are the most broken. Like It's like it's like depending on an ant to do something for you. <laughs> what, what? Why would... It's not, that's not even comparable about how big God is. God says, I can fit all the oceans in the palm of my hand. I can measure the universe with my fingers. How big God is. He said, I'll make the he rocks said, cry out for me. He said, <laughs> he said, I could use anything. He said, remember, I brought every I brought everything from nothing. Like, I, I don't need, I'm not dependent on a broken human to execute my will. You're you're I choose to partner with you. Mm -hmm. I choose my instrument. I choose. I he that's why Jesus said, I'm allowing this to happen. That's what it, I think I saw the the Tim Ross was like the most the most gangster thing Jesus did was on the cross was saying <laughs> right now I can call ten thousand legions of angels down right now to come get me yeah but I'm going to I'm going to submit to my Father's will yes a hundred percent and I think that's the big the big piece is like when we get back to that 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 spot of understanding like a deeper part of relationship with God right is the enemy uses God's word, even against God, right? When 40 days, 40 nights, right? When, when Jesus is in the desert, he's using the word of God to try to condemn guilt, shame, and also control, right? Which again, he's using all those things to control not only God, right? Because even then, even then, there's a lack of faith. The enemy knows Again, even from the beginning, we got to remember, like when you, you, like why he fell in the first place. He has a lack of faith in God. He has a lack of faith that God is who He says He is, and He is doing what He says He's doing, and that even when I can't see what He's doing, and even when I don't understand what He's doing, I still know. Yes, that I have. I trust His character, and when you don't trust God, enemy thinks God's making mistakes. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. Stop saying it, them. That's not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. You need to punish them. You need to control them. You need to do these other things. Like, that's the enemy. God goes, no, nah, that's not my way, though. That's not kingdom. That's not how I love. That's not, that's not, that's your way. That's your brokenness. That's, that's the way that you perceive the world. I do not love in those ways. And this is why I think it's super important, too, as well, is when you get into the place of God's love compared to human love, which again is so transactional. And then also on top of that, this is so, 
God's love is so radical. People don't get this. God's love is so radical. Not only that we can't understand it, but God's love is so radical we won't accept it. When we see, like, this is, this. you said a statement earlier. God asks us to love our enemies, but this is the thing we don't want to accept. God loves our enemies. Mm. And also, too, you better be happy that he loves your enemies because this is why. Because you're somebody's enemy. Mm. Mm. Somebody wants God not to love you. And he loves you anyways. You hurt somebody. You made a mistake. You made this. Mm-hmm. You did those things. You didn't even do it intentionally. Mm-hmm. You It's something from their childhood. But guess what? You are the face of their trauma. You are the other things. And they want God. He, they want you to have. They, we want God to be like our friend that says, when I'm mad at somebody, I want to be like, yeah, that person's the worst. Yeah, well, they don't deserve nothing. I want them to fall. <laughs> I want them to trip. That's what you want God to do. And meanwhile, God's like, mm-hmm. no, I love them too. Mm-hmm. I love them too. And we're like, <clears throat> some people, that makes them angry at God. Yeah. God, why are you blessing my yeah. enemy? And then God goes, ooh, you should be grateful that I'm blessing your enemy because guess what? You're somebody's enemy and I'm blessing you too. Ain't that amazing that that's the God we serve? Is not the God that goes by my opinion and how I judge and how I view the world. Whew, okay. Man, first off, if you just look at previous versions of, of myself and how I thought or how I viewed or how I judged or, or, you know, where I was at in my discernment at that point in my life. If God made decisions based on how I viewed things, oh man, like now to this point, so what makes me think today that I have such good judgment and how I view what, let me tell God, let me tell you what you should do. Let me, let me tell you how you should treat people. <laughs> it's think, think about that. I literally was saying that to the group yesterday. I was like, imagine Imagine talking to, imagine trying to get an ant to understand what we do and why and the decisions we do and why. And then remember, right, their ant's consciousness, right, our consciousness, and then there's Christ's consciousness. Christ has such a higher level of consciousness. And this is the other thing too, on the other part of that. You know that, again, there's literally animals here on the planet, right? Like elephants, dolphins, the capacity, if you go into the neuroscience of like how much of their brain and also access that they have for like elephants, the reason that they're so protective of their herds and how they protect their babies and all the things that they do is they have enlarged parts of their brain that have to do with emotion mm-hmm. and attachment and love for like other, like community, right? All these things. Um, dolphins, dolphins, for example, uh, they access something like... Um, I think like uh, I was watching that movie the other night. Um, what's it called? Lucy or something like that. Or it's like the they she takes this uh, drug and her uh, like, access yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. in the part with um, Morgan F- uh, Freeman. And mm-hmm. But uh, it talks about like, you know, for example, it brings up the fact that like dolphins, like they have more access to uh, more parts of their brain. And that's also why, like, why they have like echolocation. They literally still this day, like dolphins, um, like God's creation. Um, Still, we don't have tracking and echolocation to science as good as a dolphin can do it, <laughs> right? It's just, we still can't match it, right? We're, we're using that. Even camera lenses, you know, camera lenses, all the cameras and stuff that we have, like all that science is based off of a human eyeball. Mm. Like we're literally taking that, we're looking at discoveries, then creating like, and then 
figuring out like how, how? and then creating other devices that can do that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, again, one thing for us is the remember as well, it's like, again, I'm happy to serve a God mm-hmm. that even, for example, like again, maybe the son, what if what if the son, because the son also, the, uh, yeah, the prodigal son situation, his brother, he missed something there that was really important. Man, I'm so grateful that that's my dad. Because if I fell off and I was not the 99 and I was the one, I and I made those mistakes, yeah. and the grace he has, yeah. and the love he has, yeah. and the mercy, and the acceptance, and all these other things, right? Is instead of me going, let me go abuse that grace, mm-hmm. if I focus on, and I let that come into my heart about like, when I'm around somebody that kind, when I'm around somebody that loving, when I'm around somebody that radical with, extension and sacrifice of themselves like for example when we look at jesus and he goes i can call legions like again he had every right the dad had every right to be this is the thing another another i think <clears throat> maybe it was michael todd that <clears throat> mentioned this i had a couple pastors recently they all talked about the product at the same time recently. yeah all the same <laughs> is that one of the other reasons that he ran to him is because he would have not even got to the house because the people of the town yeah. knew it was so disrespectful. They would have came out first. That they would have came out and met him and punished him mm-hmm. for, before for ever getting father. to his father. Yeah. So the father ran to him mm-hmm. and said, come in the house. Told everybody else what he was going to do. Covered him, right? Like <clears throat> put, put put sandals on his feet. Put a ring on his finger. Put you know put him in the robe, right? Or covered him. I don't, I don't remember if it was a robe or not. But if... You let that story, again, his brother was missing it. He was envious. The whole time he was stuck in all of his stuff, he was actually missing all the love that he could have been accepting in his heart, all the transformation that he could have been having in that moment, right? And also, too, he, he because he was so stuck in his transactional, worldly mindset, he missed healing. Mm. Went through the same. His brother was receiving healing while... He was receiving torment because the enemy had a hold of his heart and his brother was realizing God's heart. Mm -hmm. So he was receiving healing for his brokenness, all these other things. And that's where it's different as well. And is in his, that falling away, um, again, is that's, that's why the enemy's plan is, is torment because how he views the world and how God views people are very different radically different lifestyles one leads to pain separation uh you know trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma all these other things and if it's a spiritual yeah perspective they could be going through the same exact thing one sees you know we see god and everything and the other one is disconnect right and and nothing but more pain more suffering because of how you view the world from a foundation is different One's a earn it, the other one's a receive it. Yep. One's a I'm blessed, the other one's I'm, I'm still waiting to be blessed. <laughs> one's a gratitude perspective, and one's a punishment perspective. If I don't, I'll be punished, right? And I don't. That's why I don't have, and that's why all these other things, very different, mm-hmm. and again culturally, mm-hmm. very radical. 
And again, some of this, somebody probably already turned off the podcast, right? Because they're like, no, I just, no, just this. And again, like this is where I think you look at that in the Bible is you got to be very careful with sermons and churches and, and culture because remember, the church is part of the culture, hmm. right? Is that many cultures, places, all those things wouldn't accept you if you acted like David. If you acted like Be Jesus, in jail. If you acted like Jesus, the church. People think you're crazy. Yes. And not only crazy, but this is the thing. We all think that we would all accept Jesus. Like some homeless guy traveling around. Telling you to eat his body. Got no money. Telling you to eat his body. Talking all the things <laughs> he's saying. Right? And we 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 think that on the same. That, that's why I, like I told you like on that last podcast. is like, does Christians know that they sound crazy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because it's radical. I'm still wrapping, again, I'm going to be trying to wrap my mind around God for the rest of my life, and I'm still not going to be able to. But my point is, is like, again, when I understand the other side of that, it's like, it's like the uh, compound effect. Towards the, the back end, the closer I get to God, it's like I received love from him from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when I was a baby, like when I was born, when I was, all these are things like love that I had never accepted, gratitude I had never accepted, mercy I had never accepted, forgiveness I had never accepted. I can I have access to those things. The closer I get to God, he opens up that Christ consciousness in, my, in me and brings healing on the other side of those things because he changes how I think. And how I hold my thoughts captive is not by my doing. Mm -hmm. Self-control is a fruit of the Spirit for a reason. If you can control yourself, you wouldn't need Jesus. You can't. How we think leads the to non-control how we lead how we think leads to us not loving others how we think leads to brokenness leads to more traumas leads to more all these other things like all of those things lead to yeah lean not on your own understanding <laughs> lean not on <clears throat> your own understanding because we and then walk by faith not by sight because we are, are creating our realities and we're doing all these other things by what we see how we see the world work, and we think that's how the kingdom works. Yeah. And the kingdom does not work like the world. Nope. One is controlled by the enemy. One is controlled by God, right? And even with that, God uses all evil for good, mm, right? Don't get that twisted. Yep. Right? <laughs> in control, he uses this world, right, to show us also the contrast, right, of why. And again, he won't make you. He's not going to make you. But I'm just saying, the kingdom's good. Yeah. All the time. All the time. And all the time. The kingdom is good. Kingdom is good. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Got anything to add? Nope. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Let me pray this out real quick, and then we'll, we'll keep it rocking. All right. Dearly Father, thank you so much for this time with you, God. God, we're so thankful that you continue to reveal yourself to us, God. God, we just ask that you break us free of the bonds and transactions and the worldly, uh, the worldly thoughts and attachments that we have to our soul god um open up our mind open up our consciousness god and allow us to submit to you and to want to get closer to you god so that we can see the world more clearly and walk closer in your kingdom pray all these things in jesus mighty name, amen, jesus name. Amen, amen 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 until next time farm system out <laughs>